From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, VK4 Baker Baker, with the National WIA News. And don't forget, as we say each and every week, if you hear a URL, a phone number, an address, you want to find out more about it, then best read at wia.org.au. Click on that URL, wia.org.au, and you'll be able to read the text edition. But better still, when you click on that, you'll be able to see how to subscribe and get your own automated email edition of the news emailed to your inbox just a little ahead of time. EQSO for the CB service in VK denied peace, environment and national disasters. All this news up and coming in this edition from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing June 9, June 26, 2011. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the top end, it can be heard on repeater 6900 and on HF on 3.555, 7.050 and 10.130 megahertz at 9am local time. I'm Spud, VK8ZWM. Tim the Tracker Man has done it again. Yes, VK4TIM has been at it again and has successfully tracked down further interference on VHF in Brisbane. He has had contact with ACMA advising him that they had located a radiating personal computer at an address which VK4TIM had supplied. VK4TIM was unaware it was a PC but did suspect it was interference caused by an unintentional radiator. The PC was radiating over an area of Morningside, a suburb of Brisbane, and was enough to interfere with VK4RBN on 147 megs whilst driving past. The owners of the PC have been told to get their PC repaired and not to operate it until it has been. Our friends at the ACMA offices are on our side and will assist us when we have interference issues, although it is our duty to remain vigilant and pay attention when we hear unusual things that aren't just quite right Locate it and report it to the ACMA. MySailing.com has a worthwhile article for all our maritime mobile hams who are lucky enough to be roaming the high seas. They seriously recommend avoiding countries and regions where piracy is rife. In fact, your insurance will generally exclude coverage there. And be super cautious and educate yourself about areas with lower but existing risks. Areas of risk in our neck of the woods include Indonesia and Port Moresby PNG. They offer suggestions such as having a second wallet aboard with a small amount of cash, expired credit card, perhaps even a cheap watch which you can give aggressive intruders. Always lock hatches and ports when leaving the vessel and leave lights and music on if going ashore in the evening. In questionable areas it may be prudent to turn off your AIS transmitter whilst underway. Be modest in your appearance at all times, on deck and ashore. And don't ever consider purchasing firearms, but do purchase pepper spray. In hams across Australia, Sarfest, Sunday the 7th of August, all are welcome, be there. All traders, sellers, buyers, gawkers, walkers, talkers, just come for the heck of it. Set up is Saturday afternoon, August 6th, and Sunday, August 7th, it's open for traders from 7 in the morning and everybody else from 8am. Now, traders intending to attend are asked to confirm to vk 2 SRC at sarc.org.au. All and any traders are cordially invited to attend and sell your goods. Sark will have a disposable table, plenty on it, and if you're 
Have things to sell but not enough for a table of your own, you can sell them on this disposable Sark table at just 10% commission to Sark. Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club holds an HF net on 3.543 kHz Tuesday nights at 8pm. It also holds a 2 metre net on the club repeater 147050 147650. That repeater superimposes a 67 Hz CTCSS subtone on transmit for those who wish to use that feature. A 123 Hz CTCSS subtone is required to access the repeater. The Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club is holding its annual Winterfest on Sunday, August 28. Entry is $5 and more details can be found by contacting the club. Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's annual field day. Despite the wet and windy weather, the event was a huge success with 80 registrations and a full program of activities. Congratulations go to Ashley VK2XSO of Tamworth on winning the coveted title Fox Hunt Champion. The Tacking Point Surf Club Hall was an excellent venue. The club's special event call sign, VI40BOR, which celebrates the club's 40th anniversary, was activated during the field day weekend, and in fact will be activated periodically until the anniversary on October 2. Ackman News, and for this news, we're indebted to Jim Linton, VK3PC, historic changes to CB radio. The Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, has announced further amendments to the Citizens Band Service. UHF CB Australia Director Ray Oaf said the developments are the result of two years' work and includes more channels being available for the benefit of more than one million people in Australia each day. He was one of 17 who made a submission. Most agreed with additional channels by reducing the width down to 12.5 kilohertz, relaxation of the telemetry and telecommand duty cycle and allowing transmission of station identification and position information. While a new equipment standard was released the 27th of January, in defining a new 80-channel standard, the ACMA has now set 2017 as the end of the phase-in of narrowband. Similar changes will occur in New Zealand. A few wanted legitimisation of EQSO for the CB service, but this has been denied. In education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, youngsters on the air. In Holland, the Viren website reports that in July-August, youth teams will be going to Romania for a European Commission-supported project called Youngsters on the Air. This Dutch team is led by PA2LS. Other participating national teams are from Belgium, Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Slovenia and Romania. It's good to see many of the world's leading amateur radio bodies and societies really getting to the grassroots level and encouraging kids after all, they are our bloodline. South Africa also pays tributes to the kids, as Jason Daniel reports in a moment during the international news. Maybe time our own WIA looked at this oft-neglected area. Silent Key. And it's with regret we announce the passing of Bob Barnes, VK2FRCS. Bob was better known across Australia as the owner of RCS Proprietary Limited a provider of printed circuit boards to amateur radio operators and the general electronic community as a whole from the professional to the hobbyist. A funeral service was held for Bob Barnes, VK2FRCS, Friday the 24th at Sefton. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. 
International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham killer jailed. The BBC is reporting that a John Cooper has been convicted for the 1989 murder of radio amateur Peter Dixon and his wife Gwenda. Read the full report by BBC News at the URL in today's text edition of your WIA National News. What do young South Africans think about amateur radio? In an interview with five young radio amateurs between the ages of 11 and 17, they shared their views about amateur radio. It was transmitted in a special Youth Day broadcast which was on the air just before the Youth Day sprint on the 16th of June. You can listen to it at hamradio.org.za. The new website, the SARL, is developing with the focus on young people. Limerick 2-metre repeater vandalised. The Limerick Radio Club's two-metre repeater is off the air until further notice due to vandalism. The services affected are the voice repeater function, IRLP and Echolink. Club members are doing their utmost to restore the repeater as soon as possible. Significant damage has been done which will incur additional unplanned expense on the club funds. Caught red-handed at a Florida radio station. Police in Brevard County, Florida had some help when it came down to tracking a copper thief. They had help from Clear Channel Radio. Cocoa Beach, Florida's WMMV AM 1350 was knocked off the air over the weekend when someone broke in and stole copper and other items from the transmitter. What the burglar did not know was that Clear Channel had placed surveillance cameras at the site and they caught a number of images of the thief in action, including facial shots and some with a man carrying tools used in the break-in. The tapes were handed to police, who also didn't have to look far for the copper thief. He lived two doors away from the transmitter site. All of the stolen property was recovered and returned to Clear Channel Radio. Millions of folk with implantable medical devices, from pacemakers and defibrillators to brain stimulators and drug pumps, worldwide 300,000 more people receive them every year. Most such devices have wireless connections so that the doctor can monitor patients' vital signs or revise treatment programs. But recent research has shown that this leaves the devices vulnerable to attack. In the worst-case scenario... An attacker could kill a victim by instructing an implantable device to deliver lethal doses of medication or electricity. At the Association for Computing Machinery's upcoming SIGCOM conference, researchers from MIT and the University of Massachusetts Amherst, UMass, will present a new system for preventing such attacks. The system uses a second transmitter to jam unauthorised signals in an implant's operating frequency, permitting only authorised users to communicate with it. Because the jamming transmitter, rather than the implant, would handle encryption and authentication, the system would work even with existing implants. The researchers envisioned that the jamming transmitter, which they call a shield, would be small enough to wear as a necklace or a watch. 2011 Dayton Hamvention. Check out the new products that debuted at Dayton. One of the most exciting things at the Dayton Hamvention each year is the introduction of new products, and this year was no exception. From HF transceivers to receivers to test equipment to station equipment, there was a plethora of new products just about everywhere you turned. Read more, and as we always say, the address is best read at wia.org.au in this week's national news. Scientists say solar cycle headed into limbo. For years, astronomers and space scientists have been predicting the sun would move into solar maximum by around 2012. During this period, there would be many intense flares and lots of sunspot activity. Now they're thinking that the opposite may be happening, and amateur radio newsline's Michael Greb at KJ4ZZV has the details. According to three studies released in the United States on Tuesday, June 14th, 
Experts believe the familiar sunspot cycle may be shutting down and heading towards a pattern of inactivity not seen since the 17th century. Experts from the National Solar Observatory and Air Force Research Laboratory say the signs of this include a missing jet stream, quickly fading spots and slower activity near the sun's poles. Frank Hill is the Associate Director of the National Solar Observatory Solar Synoptic Network. At a meeting of the American Astronomical Society's Solar Physics Division in Las Cruces, New Mexico, Hill said that the fact that three completely different views of the sun point in the same direction is a powerful indicator that the sunspot cycle may be going into hibernation. As every ham knows, solar activity tends to rise and fall in 11-year cycles. The solar maximum and solar minimum each mark about half of the interval of the magnetic pole reversal on the Sun, which happens every 22 years. Associate Director Hill says the current cycle, number 24, may be the last normal one for some time, and the next one, cycle 25, may not happen. He adds that this is important because the solar cycle causes space weather, which affects modern technology and may also contribute to climate change. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Michael Griebert, KJ4ZZV, reporting from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Experts are now probing whether this period of inactivity could be a second maunder minimum. This was a 70-year period from 1645 to 1715 when hardly any sunspots were observed. For ham radio, such a prolonged solar minimum would mean very little in the way of high-frequency DX for a long period of time. Norway's National Amateur Radio Society, the NRRL, reports that radio amateurs have been providing communications assistance following recent flooding in that nation. The NRRL says that as a result of the flooding and landslides in Opland and Hedmark, the telecoms company Telenor has had substantial problems with its mobile phone network. Because of the outages, the main rescue coordination center for southern Norway has requested assistance from the NRRL. The communications were also set up between southern Norway and Lillehammer. Repeaters around Oslo have also been used. The AWRL has released a new press kit, along with a set of two new public service announcements to publicize Field Day 2011. The press kit contains just about everything a club needs to publicize Field Day and its own operations. But it's the public service announcements that will likely get the most attention if you're willing to download them, burn them to CDs, and then drop off copies at your local radio stations. What do they sound like? Well, here's one of them. Take a listen. With over 220 people dead and a path of destruction hundreds of miles long, survivors of the Alabama tornadoes found themselves in whole cities without power, telephones, internet, cell phones, or other ways to communicate. And who is there to help in this devastation? The amateur radio operators. Ham radio people are providing communications between shelters, relief centers, emergency operations centers, search and rescue groups, and a host of relief organizations as they respond to the crisis. In the days to come, more hams will arrive from around the country to be assigned where they're needed most. These unpaid volunteers are using their radio skills to get critical voice and digital messages through. When other systems go down or are overwhelmed, ham radio people using modern equipment still are reliable like they always have been. To learn more about amateur radio in emergencies, go to emergencyradio.org. Yes, that's Don Carlson, KQ6FM, whose voice you regularly hear on the Amateur Radio Newsline. 
But this week, Don is in another role as spokesperson for the upcoming ARRL Field Day event. To get a copy of the new Field Day promotional spots that Don has created, take your web browser to tinyurl.com forward slash Field Day PSA and download the audio file marked Field Day 2011. The complete ARRL Field Day press kit is online at tinyurl.com forward slash Field Day Press. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Ballarat, it can be heard on the VK3RWA repeater 147.100 every Sunday at 11am. News, talk and radio sport here with VK1WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2011. June 25, WIA BKZL Trans Tasman 160m SSB. July 9, WIA 160m CW and Digital Trans Tasman Contest. August 20 and 21, Worldwide IWLW. October 22, WIA Jack Files Contest. 2012. January VK Rosshall Memorial VHF UHF Contest March 17 and 18 VK John Moyle Memorial Field Day June Long Weekend VK Four Time VK Shires Contest Special Event Stations DX and Beacon and Advice 6 Meter Repeater VK3 RDD The Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club are currently overhauling their 6 Meter Repeater VK3 RDD located at Cockatoo Albert VK3BQO and Jeff VK3ZGW have spent considerable time and effort designing a new repeater controller to replace the existing one. The new controller can be adapted to fit into any new or existing repeater installation, regardless of frequency. This will be a major rebuild of VK3RDD which has been operating for many years of reliable service until recent times. Upgraded transmitter receiver equipment will also be included. They expect their repeater to be back in operation in approximately three weeks and apologise to regular users for this essential adage. On the air, keep an ear open for EF8M operating from the Canary Islands during the RSGB Islands on the Air contest on July 30th and 31st as a multi-operator, all-band, high-power entry. Operators mentioned are RD3A, EA8CAC and UA5C, QSL via UA3DX. Broadcasting, monitoring, SWL and scanner news the U.S. National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters. The NASB will team with Dallas-based transmitter maker Continental Electronics will host the first U.S. meeting of a high-frequency coordination conference, an Arab States Broadcasting Union conference, September 12-16 to in Dallas. Officially, the conference gathering of shortwave broadcast professionals is expected to pull approximately 100 delegates from 40 countries. The NASB is encouraging U.S. shortwave professionals to attend to make a good showing. This will be an excellent opportunity to meet with the world's shortwave broadcasters and to discuss some of the new platforms of delivery, for such as the internet, satellites, podcasts, etc. Topics dealing with programming, audience research and others are also being planned for the agenda. Danish public service broadcaster Danmark's Radio, DR, has shifted some of its programming from medium wave to long wave. On June 16, a new 50 kilowatt transmitter on 243 kHz was activated at their Kalingsborg transmit site in Denmark's west. DR will simulcast programming on the long wave channel until June 27, when it will end its medium wave broadcast from the site on 1062 kHz. 
the existing medium wave broadcast uses a 250 kilowatt transmitter. Previously, DR used a 300 kilowatt long wave transmitter at Cullingsborg until February 2007. The channel has been entirely vacant in Europe since 2008, when Turkey ended long wave broadcasts. Intruder watch, enforcement zone. Region 3 IAR UMS coordinator is Peter Young, VK3MV. World beat intruder watch reports, one new and one gone on 15 metres. The May issue of the IARU Monitoring System newsletter reports that our Australian over-the-horizon radar has been heard in the 15-metre amateur band. On a more positive note, the same issue of the newsletter reports that the Russian Yacht Car Vocoder System has disappeared from its self-prescribed home on 21.0015 MHz. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQN. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Inside Amateur Radio Magazine for July. On last week's broadcast, we covered the topics of the annual convention held this time in Darwin. The posthumous review of QSLing by Neil Penfold, VK6NE, now a silent key and the cover story review ICOM's IC9100 transceiver. The review has reached the conclusion that the long-awaited IC9100 contains much interest, whether you are a low-bander, an HFer, a VHF UHF FM operator, or microwaver. This radio will cover your needs. This week we draw attention to the extensive writings of the WIA President Michael Owen, who details what the WIA Board of Directors has been doing for us all. Well worth a read. In DX News, we learned how David McCauley, VK3EW, regained the top spot on the Australian DXCC by getting QSLs from four new DX entities, with the changes to the former Netherlands Antilles. And continuing the DX theme is good news, that the sunspot cycle is likely to peak in 2014. The rundown on the up-and-coming expeditions, plus lots more. The VHF, UHF and microwavers are well covered, this timely reminder on the running of Gippsland Technical Conference, Gippstech 2011. AMSAT, ALARA and shortwave listening interests are included. Amateur Radio Magazine, a WIA membership service, is also available through selected newsagents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Castledon in North Brisbane, it is transmitted on 7.130 MHz at 2300 UTC Saturdays. I'm Paul, VK4, Bravo Golf Tango. From VK1 WIA, this is the National News Service. Tune in today, focus on tomorrow. Worldwide special interest groups, ATV, every pixel tells a story. The Arisat 1 FM downlink on 145.950 MHz includes live SSTV images as part of the cycling voice ID, select spoken telemetry values, and the international greeting messages. One fun feature is that there are four SSTV cameras mounted on the spacecraft. On photos of Arisat 1, you may have noticed black brackets on the outside of the spacecraft. These hold the mirrors that reflect the light onto the lens of the cameras. The software-defined transponder will use the image data from the cameras to generate the SSTV downlink. Arisat software will sequentially select a new or stored image from the four cameras. There are two pre-recorded images as part of the sequence. The camera that took the picture can be identified by the colour of the call sign in the upper left of the SSTV. 
SSTV image. The SSTV image will be sent down as FM audio SSTV in Robot 36 format on 145.950 MHz every 140 seconds. Here are some pointers to help you get your station ready to receive and display the SSTV pictures transmitted by Arasat 1. The RF downlink power will be 250 milliwatts, which is predicted to provide a link margin around 6 dB on a HT with a big whip when the satellite is at about 15 degrees elevation. This should be sufficient to receive SSTV pictures, although you may need to orient the whip to line up the antenna polarisation. Arasat 1 is not stabilised, so the antenna orientation is unpredictable and a certain amount of fading will happen. The receiving link margin may be improved with a handheld beam. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Ham Radio has been invited to take part in the preparations for the upcoming exploration of the planet Saturn by remote satellites. This if a group of tiny Cornell University developed satellites travel to the ringed planet sometime within the next decade. The exploration will be done using tiny micro-sized chip satellites called sprites. As they flutter down through Saturn's atmosphere, they will collect data about chemistry, radiation and particle impacts while transmitting as beacons with 10 milliwatts of RF power. Tests of the sprites is ongoing. Three prototypes of these chip satellites were mounted on the ISS after the Space Shuttle Endeavour delivered them on its final flight. During testing of these micro-sized birds, the help of radio amateurs is required. If you would like to serve as one of those trying to detect this signal from one of the sprites, please follow up by email to zrm3 at cornell.edu. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the hams domain. Good.food. Learn to dot salsa. WAA means dot help. People, companies and organisations will be able to set up a website with almost any address by the end of 2012 if they have a legitimate claim to the domain name and they can pay a hefty fee. The internet body that oversees domain names has voted to end restricting them to suffixes like dot com or dot gov and will receive applications for new names from January 12, 2012. It's the biggest change I think we have seen on the internet, Peter Dengate Thrush, chairman of the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, told reporters. We have provided a platform for the next generation of creativity and inspiration. It's the next expression of the internet. It's the future of the internet, said Karen McCarthy, the CEO of .next Inc., a San Francisco-based company which covers internet policy and governance issues. I think our kids will think that we were crazy to always talk about .coms. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting, Jota 2011 theme announced. The theme of the Jamboree on the Air to be held on the 15th and 16th of October is Peace, Environment and Natural Disasters. IARU International Coordinator for Emergency Communications, Hans Zimmerman, said this year's Jota theme is an excellent opportunity to raise the awareness for the role of amateur radio service in disaster situations. Hans believes we should all support this initiative by direct contact between the respective emergency communications groups and Jota organisers. World Jota Organiser of the World Scout Bureau, Richard Middlecorp, PA3BAR, has asked for help to establish contact between national Jota organisations and emergency communications groups. Nighthawk is happening now. As the WIA news goes to air this morning, some VK4 radio amateurs are wrapping up an overnight activity to provide vital communication support for scouting youth members doing the hard slog through crocodile and taipan infested land. The Kennedy Region Scouts 2011 Operation Nighthawk started on Saturday evening and only just finished a little while ago. Today is Sunday 26th with a course that traversed suburban Polarenda and the rugged trails of the Townsville Town Common. Over 90 youth members trekked through five radio checkpoints manned by Townsville 
Townsville Amateur Radio Club members utilising VHF voice and data channels, plus also using UHF to VHF crossband repeating from vehicles to enhance operator portability and endurance. Planning is already advanced for Kennedy Region Nighthawk 2012. If you reside Townsville Way, have a think about helping out with that event. And I'm Brian, VK3SXR. Glad to be back with my new call sign. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Brian, and love the new call sign. Now, on the social scene, 2011, July 9, VK2, Waverley Amateur Radio Society's annual auction at Rose Bay Club Rooms, July 16 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest, July 16 in VK4, Merriborough Electronics and Radio Group's Wide Bay Hamfest, July 31 in VK23, Riverina Field Day, 10am, Lavington Scout Group Hall. And still on the social scene, August 7 in VK2, Lismore Region Sarkfest. August 28, VK2, Blue Mountains Amateur Radio Club's annual Winterfest. September 11 in VK3, SADARC Comms Day at St Augustine's Hall, Shepparton. September 1680 in VK4, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention. September 23-28, Region 3 ARDF Championships in Bendigo, VK3. We'd certainly love to hear some news about that. September 30 through to October 2, VK4 Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Camp Fairburn. Wrapping up 2011 on November 20, VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. Well, if you would like to submit news items for inclusion in the VK1WIA broadcasts, please email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. To submit audio, read how to submit items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. And remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News. And until that next edition, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.